0: This week on Let's Talk Cabling, we're going to be talking about PDUs, what are they, and how you need to use them. Welcome to the show where we tackle the tough questions submitted by installers, estimators, project managers, IT personnel, and even customers. We are connecting at the human level so that we can connect the world. If you're watching this show on YouTube, would you mind hitting the subscribe button and the bell button to be notified when new content is being created? If you're listening to us on one of the audio podcast platforms like Google, Stitcher, Apple, would you mind leaving us a five-star rating? Those couple little steps helps us take on the algorithm so we can educate, encourage, and enrich the lives of the people in the ICT industry. Thursday nights, 6 p.m., what are you doing? We do a live stream at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We get to ask your favorite RCDD questions about installation, estimation, project management, even career path. But I can you now, but Chuck, I'm driving my truck at 6, 7 p.m. I can't, I can't, I might get into an action. I can't do that. Well, they're recorded and they're put on the website. So you can consume them. Later. Also, while this show is free and it will always remain free, if you don't mind, consider being a supporter of the show. You can do it through Patreon. You can even click on the QR code right there, where you can buy me a cup of coffee or even schedule a fifteen-minute one-on-one Zoom call with me after hours, of course. And always, we're looking for corporate sponsors too. If your company lines with educate and encourage and enrich, and you don't mind being on a agnostic platform, send me an email. So one of the questions I get asked quite often is about PDUs. a lot there seems to be a lot of confusion about them. So, you know me, I know a lot of people in the industry, so I reached out to someone I knew and they recommended that I bring on Joe Scourions from from Eaton. So Joe, give us the uh the 50,000 foot view of who
1: you are and who is Eaton. So, so, so Eaton Corporation is the large, um, large company. But really, um, just to kind of boil it down, the company as a whole is focused on power management solutions. Um, so that really spans uh, everything from your utility provider uh, right down to your to your IT equipment. So the piece, and I guess you know, kind of where I fit in what we're talking about today is powering IT equipment. So that's what's happening in the rack enclosure. You know, where your equipment's directly directly plugging in. Um, you where know, you're plugging your equipment directly in.
0: So let's start off with the simplest question of all, because, you know, I have people in my audience who are brain spanking new to veterans who have three or four decades of experience. What is a
1: PDU? So that's a, that, that's a super common question that we get, and, and um, I guess a couple ways to look at it. Uh, we, always, we always refer to it as the last link in the power chain. So what that means is it's where the IT equipment uh, plugs in, kind of that last point. Um, really, a PDU. In a lot of ways, think of it as a power as a power strip. Um, but the reason we call it a PDU is because it does uh, it does so much more than just a basic power strip. Um, it, it will not only distribute um, power from one input to a bunch of devices, but there's also other uh, metering capabilities, control capabilities, circuit protection. Um, so a lot of other features that come along with it. So uh, we so we call it rack power distribution, also to differentiate it from. Uh, those familiar with the data center, the big PDUs that are upstream that maybe feed like a whole data center floor, this is at the rack level, so you'd install it, um, you know, right, at, right where you plug your IT equipment in.
0: There's a lot of confusion between PDUs and UPSs. What's, what's the difference?
1: So UPS, uh, the ac- you know, uh, we love acronyms, right, in this business, and, and so the power business is no different. So UPS is an un- uninterruptible power supply uh, better known as a battery backup. So simply put, that just means if you lose power, there's a you're, you're, there's a battery in there, and the UPS can make electricity from the battery to power your IT equipment. Um, so so that's kind of the core function of UPS is providing battery backup. Also provides power conditioning. So maybe you're at a facility or in a location where the power quality is not great, voltage sags, you know, high, high voltage, low voltage, or transient type power problems. And a UPS can help out with that. Uh, a UPS can also distribute power a little bit. Maybe you'll have, say you have like maybe one outlet or eight outlets on the back of a UPS, but really where a PDU takes over is it can distribute power to more devices. So a lot of times a PDU is actually plugged into a UPS and a PDU can power, say, 24 to 42 outlets or, or devices in, in an IT, you know IT environment. So um, it's kind of like uh, layered, layered with a UPS a lot of times. Um, uh, kind of providing two different functions is probably the best way to put it.
0: You stole my question. I was going to ask you, could you have a PDU and a UPS on the same thing? You kind of stole that that question from me. You're thinking ahead, man. I, I like that. Uh, so, so, so you it, mentioned some things like voltage sag, and and I, I, can't, I don't remember what the other one was. Can you just kind of tell us what are those and what could cause those?
1: Right. So, I mean, if you think, um, you know, maybe a good analogy is we've all been at home, right? Maybe you're you're eating dinner or something and all of a sudden the lights, you know, the, the lights in your dining room dim down a little bit. And that would be that would be a voltage sag. So you have a, a you know, a, a, something happened to where the voltage goes low. And so maybe you have power, but you don't have uh, you don't have good power. And IT equipment doesn't like doesn't like bad, you know, bad power quality. It's not good for your equipment. It can cause, you know, ca- cause outages to your, you know, to your IT equipment. So that would be, that would be like a voltage sag. Um, losing power, that's pretty obvious, right? You just right. lose your power and you, you have, you know, you have no power. Um, high, high power or transients could be, could be things from like an electrical storm, you know. So um, may, maybe a lightning storm might put some, um, some power transients on the line. And those types of things can damage, can damage your IT equipment. So a UPS will... We'll kind of filter through all that and provide clean power to your uh, to your equipment.
0: So those kinds of events are not something that you can control. You just got to really kind of plan for them. I, I, would, th- I would imagine, t- tell me if I'm wrong, I'll make sure I'm, g- I'm going to try to apply the voltage sag, right? I live in Florida. Right. It gets kind of hot here in August. Everybody's running their AC units and all of a sudden the power company can't keep up with the, you know, the 5 p.m. surge of people getting home and turning up their or, or turning down their ACs. That would be an example
1: of maybe one potential cause of a voltage sag? You're you're exactly right. That's probably one of the most common causes. That that happens in Florida, happens in California, Arizona, um, can even happen up where I'm at, upper Midwest, where it's, you know, it's really cold in the winter, but it can also get really, really hot in the summer. So um, you could have voltage sag. You could also have rolling blackouts, right, where they maybe kick power off to a certain area for a period of time. Um, so, th- so the UPS is going to carry you through, so you don't lose that critical that critical IT load. So,
0: here's another question. This is kind of related, but it's not kind of it's not in our list of questions ahead of time. And I'm just curious if you might know this or not. If you don't, it's fine. Are areas that rely on alternate energy, like maybe windmills or solar, are they more susceptible
1: or less susceptible to voltage surge? Do you know? So i mean areas that rely on alternate energy can have can have more power quality problems especially when you're talking about things like solar or wind which are obviously dependent on the sun or the wind so if that if you don't have that then then what they have to do is they have to switch to alternate energy sources that a lot of time that's like natural gas uh, natural gas is pretty common cuz you can fire it up quickly uh coal or other you know other other kind of traditional fossil fuel type sources so so the answer is yes i mean you're going to have problems when you're when you're relying on those kind of unreliable energy sources, and um, and in fact, it's kind of interesting. Eat, Eaton's doing a lot of research and and developing products in that area of of how we can use our UPSs. And now I'm talking more like our big UPSs that might be a facility UPS where we can store energy. So maybe you have a solar farm, you're generating some extra electricity. We could store that electricity when it's abundant, and then at night when the sun doesn't shine, we could u- we could use that energy. So kind of Eaton's looking at ways to where we become uh, energy management more so than just a battery backup type solution. Um, that's happening at, you know, more our facility side type products, but it's just ways that, ways that um, we kind of adapt to the new, you know, the new, the, the energy transition we, as we call it. So.
0: Right. But as a, as a low voltage designer, right. Or maybe a low voltage installer, if you're working in an area that you know has windmills or, or solar it, it, I, I would say that that would even push your decision even further towards a, a UPS with a PDU, or maybe even trying to talk to the customer. Right? Would that make sense?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think I think in any IT application where it's where what you're what you're doing is critical, you're going to want a UPS. Um, it, it's kind of a lot of times people look at it as an insurance policy as much as anything. It's not the it's not something that happens every day, but you know, all it takes is that one time when you when you lose something important. And it can impact your business, uh, you know, adversely. Gotcha. What are some good applications for PDUs? So, really, a PDU. I mean, any. I guess any IT IT application. So, anytime you have a rack of equipment, you have servers, network switches, um, any anything like that in the rack, um, a a PDU is really needed to distribute the power. Uh, Because generally, what happens is you're going to have when you go to install, you're going to have one or two outlets. And they're gonna expect you to power a whole rack of equipment out of it. So um, so so that's really where the PDU uh where the PDU steps in. Um, I guess another another kind of capability or function of a PDU is it can do advanced things like metering. So um, so when you're plugging things in, you can make sure you don't overload that circuit. So every every circuit, just like in your home, right? You know, there's a certain amount of stuff you can plug in before you trip a circuit breaker. Um, so what a PDU can do is it can have metering built in. So where there's a display on the front, it'll tell you how close you are to tripping that circuit breaker. Um, so you can, you can kind of make intelligent decisions about how much more you plug in. Um, another thing you can do, you can connect that to the network so you can get that information through your, through your, um, you know, your, your management software, and you can monitor on an ongoing basis. So if you have, like I talked before about maybe a, a voltage sag, or you, or or, you know, you have a, you know, your current spikes up, you can actually get your software to give you alarms and tell you that there's a problem. So the idea is you get ahead of that before, um, you know, before something bad happens.
0: Yeah, I just bought a, um, well, actually I bought it before Christmas because of the the chip shortage and the logistics issues. I just got it literally like two weeks ago. I bought a TripLite 24-port POE switch. Uh, I'm going to mount it in my rack behind me and I'm going to run my network in my little studio here are you telling me i probably need a pdu for that
1: uh you probably need a ups for that uh especially where you know the the, the poe aspect of it if you're powering anything off of it if you um you know if you lose power there you're going to lose middle of a podcast right you're going to lose power and everything's going everything's going to go down so if you had a ups you could ride through it and you wouldn't lose you wouldn't, wouldn't lose your work
0: so i imagine there's all different kinds of of pdus for different types of applications What's a good selection process for maybe an installer or designer to kind of maybe like a, a checklist of, hey, I, my system's got this, so I need this kind of a PDU.
1: Right. So, I mean, so the starting point uh, is figuring out the plug type. Um, so that that would be based off of a couple could be based off of a couple things. First of all, if you've got a location where you have power circuits already run you may have that plug type already identified. So that's the first thing you check is what's available at the facility. If it's um, if it's a new install and you're going to be running new circuits, then you look at how much power you're going to need in the rack. So you have to do a little math here and you have to say, what am I going to be, you know, what am I likely to install in the rack? Uh, how much power is that going to use? And, and so that would be how many watts or or at a higher level, how many kilowatts. Of power are you going to consume, and then from there you could back into your, you know, to your plug type. So, so kind of the first decision is always how much power is a PDU going to have, which means what plug is it going to have on it. Um, from there, you're going to move into technology. So, I talked before that at, a, at a, a simple level, a PDU is going to distribute power. So, what we call a basic PDU will just give you, um, you know, say one one thirty amp power input, for example, and you'll have a bunch of outlets, like say forty two outlets. So that's kind of like a basic PDU. But if you want to do more advanced things like do metering, um, or if you want to monitor that over a network, or even if you want to do outlet control, um, then you're going to look for those advanced technologies inside the PDU. And so this is really um, a matter of how you're going to use the PDU. Um, But I I will say, um, you know, we've seen more and more people are moving towards network connected. You know, COVID really accelerated that whole mindset of, you know, you can't necessarily uh, get to a site all the time. Or maybe you don't have the resources to deploy, to roll a truck to a site when something goes wrong. So having a PDU that can kind of remotely keep tabs or, or even control power um, is just a way to automate to automate some of those things that maybe you physically did in the past. So that's where technology can really um, can really come into play.
0: Early on in response to the, the question, you talked about doing some calculations and stuff. And, well, that might be easy for a seasoned you know, designer or an RCDD. Might be a little bit more hard for maybe the lead foreman out in the field. Could somebody like that reach out to Eaton and say, "Look, here's what I got. Do you guys provide like a kind of service? Say, okay, here's what you got. Here's probably
1: the the best PDU for you." Yeah, definitely. I mean, if somebody's if somebody knows what they're plugging in, um, you know, you might need to get a little information on the power supplies, pull some information from the equipment, or say um, like people come to us and say, "We're we're deploying this specific Cisco switch and we want to put." three of them in and we want to put these blade servers in, they'll give us some part numbers and we'll say, okay, this is roughly what you're going to need from a, you know, from a power perspective. So, so we can definitely help with that. Um, You know, I mentioned before with the metering too, a lot of people when they do an initial deployment, they'll, they'll use metering as a way to, you know, to kind of get real world how much power they're consuming. Um, So that, you know, that that's a way to, um, to cut, to, to plan for the future. Right. So you don't overload it uh, as you add equipment down the road.
0: Like any kind of you know network electronics, I think I, I read a stat somewhere and I don't remember where I read it, but it said your typical network electronics like servers, routers, hubs, switches have about a three to five year lifespan. And it's not that they go bad; it's it's just you know there's something new or faster or better coming out. They, uh, some people like to beat the leading edge. Is there a life cycle for
1: PDUs? Uh, so we, I mean, we very much see this a similar life cycle for the PDU. Uh, a lot of times what happens is when you hit that three to five year refresh, you're just taking it as an opportunity to replace everything. Um, to, you know to your point, it's technology technology drives a lot of that, but also that the mindset is if you're gonna go to the trouble of bringing the whole rack down, you might as well put all new equipment in. so so you know you you restart the life cycle on on everything. So from that standpoint, we you know we see PDU refresh usually on the same cycle. That being said, I mean, I, I've gone places where I've seen PDU that are ten or fifteen years old, just simply because um, they they just keep working. You know, they're not, um, you know, unless they're not unless they're network connected um, at a basic level, it's it's an you know, it's going to keep operating. So, um, technology is probably what drives it more. So on, on PDU,
0: yeah, technology is the biggest driver, but yeah. also on on top of that especially if you're in an area like I am, I'm in West Central Florida, about an hour north of Tampa, the lightning capital of the US, I might add. (laughs) I would expect a closer to a three to five year life cycle. But if you're out somewhere where you don't have huge, you know, a lot of lightning strikes, so you get that ground potential rise. And if you get a company that's, they don't want to be the lead they you know they just they just want to be able to send their emails they're not going to be adopting the latest technology then then obviously i can see that pdu lasting for a long time what is the longest that you've ever seen or heard of a pdu lasting
1: we actually have pdu that um that are installed in some uh, military systems it's one of one kind of a segment of our business and we and we've seen stuff that's 20 20 plus years old that's been put in service and just you know just keeps operating and you know occasionally we'll randomly get a request for you know, hey i need to replace this model and it's been end of life for you know 15 years and you scratch your head and say gosh you you know you, you had a good run there so it's time time to refresh right so um.
0: yeah exactly exactly um now when you dispose of network electronics you know there are some jurisdictions that have really strict disposal processes or or places you got taken because of the 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 minerals and the stuff found inside it is is that disposal process the same for a PDU, or is it? Was it a different process?
1: Uh, it's a similar process. You're going to push it to the same electronic recyclers that you would your IT equipment. Um, might be a little easier in some cases because they're going to pull the steel, aluminum, copper out of it, which is going to be the majority majority of it. Um, and then the circuit boards, you know, they they just disassemble, they just take it apart like they do any other IT equipment.
0: So I, I imagine you you live and breathe, you know, PDUs and and power stuff, right? You probably keep them plugged in with where your industry is going. What advances do you see coming down the pike?
1: Yeah, so what we've seen really, technology has moved fast. I would say over the last ten years, but kind of the new frontiers we're seeing. um, Cybersecurity is a really big thing right now in our industry. Um, I'm sure you you've probably seen in the news of you know there's been stories about people hacking into like cameras, like webcams and and other IoT devices that. That are kind of just hanging out there on the on the network and they become targets for um, exploit, you know, for explo- you know for, to, to exploit by, by hackers. And so PDUs and and really any of the network hardware like that that's non-IT, but kind of utility hardware on the network has become a target in recent years. Um, so I know that's something probably five years ago, Eaton really recognized that there was a trend in that direction. And we've really doubled down on cybersecurity. Um, because you can imagine, if somebody were to get control of a UPS or a PDU, you know they could they could turn something off potentially or power down a system. Um, so, we, so cybersecurity is probably the one of the hottest topics we have right now in the industry. Um, but I would say on a more like the PDU itself, like the hardware of the PDU, um, something new that's kind of come about over the last couple of years is what we call uh, universal inputs and combination outlets. And I kind of I'll explain that break that down. There's kind of two separate things, but kind of the same concept. It's the idea of one PDU can have different power cords that you plug into it. So you could buy that one PDU, you get a cord that might, like I mentioned before, your facility might have different types of receptacles. So you could get, say, two or three different cords that and you could you could deploy the same PDU by just attaching a different cord. So it kind of makes the PDU universal. And then on the back side of the PDU, there's what we call uh, combo outlets, which is is an industry term. And what that means is um, in the IT space, there's kind of two different types of main outlets that are used. Uh, They're called the C13 receptacle and the C19 receptacle. Some people just call them computer receptacles. It's that funny looking black receptacle. Um, And there's a couple of different types. And so this new combo outlet combines those two types of receptacles into one. So where before you had to kind of know your outlet mixture. Now you can get a PDU that has these combo outlets and it becomes more universal. Um, so the idea is just to simplify uh, what you have to order. And uh, that's gotten really, really important, you know, through all these COVID supply chain things that have happened the last couple of years, people are looking for more universal solutions. Um, so that's been a big, um, been a big trend that we've, you know, that we've seen happening.
0: So I just thought of an, another question as, as you were talking, it's funny, my brain never stops thinking, right? And it's, I'm always going on about something. So we're using it for network network electronics and stuff like that. But over the last, I don't know, seven, 10 years, there's been a push towards power over Ethernet, digital electricity, um, Berk-Tex one reach program where they can put, you know, DC current along with a fiber cable for long distance and stuff. Well, that requires equipment at the head end and at the back end. So would a would a PDU be useful there as well?
1: It definitely would be um, so all those DC technologies, you know, even though when we think of a PDU, we usually think of AC, you know, AC power, um, all those DC technologies, there is AC power somewhere further upstream. So, you know, your utility power is coming in as AC power. And then um, like a power, power over ethernet, for example, um, w- you know, when you're, when you're power, when you're powering all your, say you're powering your lights and your phones and your, you know, your, your Wi-Fi hotspots and everything with power over ethernet, well, you're going to want that battery backed up. So you're going to have to have a big UPS on the front end of that power Ethernet switch or PDU on the front end of it that actually provides AC power to it. Um, so, I mean, what we're seeing, really, what, what the bottom line of this trend, what we're seeing, you know, we do a lot of stuff with like new office buildings and other things where they, they're deploying a lot of endpoints. And um, the power demands have just gotten bigger and bigger in the, in the network closet. Um, and in the data center. So, along with that, we've scaled up the size, you know, the the power capacity of our PDUs and UPSs to uh, to match to match those trends.
0: So, someone want to get in contact with with you or or with Eden, What's the best way they could do that?
1: So, to get in contact with me, um, I'm on LinkedIn. That's a real easy way to you know uh, to to reach out to me. Uh, with you know with Eaton, uh, Eaton has a very very wide distribution and sales network across the country. So. Um, kind of in the datacom space, all your major datacom distributors sell sell Eaton products. That's a great starting point uh, to to kind of if you're if you're interested in checking out what we have to offer.
0: Very cool, Joe. I appreciate having you on the show, man. It's it's always good to have a, a fellow subject matter expert on to talk about stuff that I might be weaker
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always tell yeah, and I appreciate it, and I always tell people when when I'm talking to like you know cable and connectivity professionals that power is kind of like the other, the other kind of connectivity that people don't always think about, but just like, you know, data is important. If you don't have power, um, same kind of thing. So they're kind of like two twins, but different,
0: different, different, mothers,
1: right? yeah, <laughs> or different, different mothers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, right.
0: Very cool. So I hope you're able to learn some new things about UPSs and PDUs and when to use them and, and the design considerations and, all that other stuff we talked about today. Remember, knowledge is power. That's it for this episode of today's podcast. We hope you were able to learn something. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future content. Also, leave a rating so we can help even more people learn about telecommunications. Until next time, be safe.